<laughs> I can hear you chatting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's a record for the first time. It wasn't me or the ukulele on first. It was Ralph whispering. Is that my coffee? <laughs> we're live. We're recording right now. We're recording. This is a very, very, very professional setup right now. <laughs> I can't dump it. All right. We're live. We're, we're live. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, episode 20. Two really? Zero. Two wow. zero. Let me check real quick. Yeah, uh, make yeah, sure. Make sure. <laughs> Actually, nope. it's probably 17. Uh, we, uh, are, we, are we counting It's right now? 19. Oh, really? Wah, wah, wah. This intro sucks. <laughs> yeah. Not that cool. Well, it's uh, number two with Ralph Russo over here. So. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, true. It's, yeah. We do it's have Ralph Russo. Ladies and gentlemen, with back by popular demand, Ralph Russo. <laughs> Hashtag Ralph in Florida. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, we have a really, really, really good show to you today. For you today, um, it's a full crowd. We have me, Megan, Ralph, and then we also have we're gonna have Susan here shortly, um, and we're gonna be talking about some really interesting. We're gonna go deep into uh, this topic. Now we're getting heavy today. Getting heavy, but it's it's not like eh, it could be sad. I don't think it's sad. If it's sad heavy, it's just. No, um, I think it's important to talk it's about. Deep. It's deep. Um, but we have a really good show for you today. Thank you guys for joining us here in this wonderful uh, December. Everybody, ten. Nice. December ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're really prepared. And we have Ralph in here. Who Ralph is now a Florida, not native, but Florida resident. Yes. So I, the last time you were here, you were thinking about moving. You were planning on it. And now you're here. It was it was basically a sure thing, but I never thought it I'd get to this day. It was kind of a sure thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hundred exactly. percent, maybe a sure thing. I got the car. I got the license. Well, I told him you know I, I mean? didn't necessarily ever think it was going to happen until I had to show up and help him move some furniture. You helped him move. Oh man, yeah. that was really nice. Oh, He's man. a really good friend and boss. Oh, he was the best. I kind of set Wait, him up I, though. I, I had a, <laughs> there was a little bit of a glitch. What did you guys say? Uh, I was a really good one. I, I didn't hear Megan. Oh, okay. I didn't hear Megan. When uh, she no, so Ralph. <laughs> I don't remember. Ralph did the whole I, I'm thing. I'm drunk of, already. He said, "You know, can you just come over and help?" No, I helped twice. Right? Was there two days? You were the best. You uh, were the best. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is funny because the first day we helped move a bunch of stuff out of there, and then, right. had, then Ralph literally. Ralph, put your phone on silent. <laughs> Ralph literally. I'm not chewing gum today either. <laughs> good. Uh, well, Ralph. Ralph, uh, he. He had like a bunch, we got a bunch of stuff out and there were two couches left. Okay. Or maybe there was like a little bit left. And so the next day he calls me, he's like, Hey, I just need a little help. And he's like, I got two couches. Can you just help me move? And I'm thinking two couches, a cake. He's only on the second floor. It's not that big of a deal. Two couches. So I get there and I look in the, pen, <laughs> in the Penske rental truck and there's like four or five couches in there now. I set them up completely. Oh my. And he even said that. He was like, I know I told you to, but there's more than that. And one was a sleeper sofa. Which so yeah, how many couches do you have? I, uh, he's, got a, he's got a bus plenty. stop inside <laughs> of his uh, apartment. Designing a frat house? Well, here's the thing. Yes. So he wanted to get... I hate sleeper sofas. If anybody wants to move somebody, ask if they have sleeper sofas because it's the absolute worst. Do not move sleeper sofas. I thought sofas. it was not going to be that bad. Ever. Jake warned me. Worst I denied thing ever. it. And, uh, and so, he was completely right. But so we get there. And so we put in the couch. I'm like, this looks good. I was like, but Ralph, you have another couch. Where the hell are you going to put this? I was like, everything looks good. He wanted to put it, <laughs> he wanted to put it in a guest bedroom, a oh, sleeper sofa. Okay. That's what I said. And so <laughs> we get in there and. We barely get it through like the front door. I'm like, yes, we're in. And so we look of like we we have to like get it around this corner, oh, and God. it's just it's not happening. Like <laughs> we tried, Ralph. You, we hit the side of the. It's gonna wall. take me two years to repair that wall. Yeah. Let's let, let's just put it that it, way. Uh, it's not happening. 
We tried for, and I asked you, I was like, you know, cause you were like, oh, just leave it right here. Cause it was like literally wedged there. And I was like, well, one, I can't get out. Uh, <laughs> but two, if I, if, so it's your cash. If now. we're just to keep it there, what are you going to do? And he was like, I'm just going to like muscle it through. I was like, there's no way that's happening. So I thought about taking it apart and kind of bring it. And then I realized, you know what? It's over. I'm done with this move. So Ralph has, so it's funny. You walk in and it's a really nice apartment. Ralph's got a, Ralph's got a nice view of the intercoastal waterway. It's beautiful. Um, so he's got a really nice setup. And there's, then there's just like this random sleeping Rogue sofa. Couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's rogue it's on its own <laughs> um, it's very comfortable i shall say you got it a good deal on it too yes <laughs> so, but it's uh but i told him i was like i'm not moving this out of here <laughs> i'm living in that apartment for years but it's I'm funny because anywhere. his apartment you open the front door and you're outside and then there's you're like kind of like in a balcony we literally had there was just to get in because there's not a lot of room there's maybe like four or five feet walkway there was literally a couch sitting on top of the railing that was like going it was just you know it was crazy if that if that railing would have collapsed it would well be bad. you know i try to to tell myself that it would be better off if i moved myself and now i know why movers get paid because uh the amount of stuff i damaged including the couches is beyond belief so yeah yeah i was um i was really excited to be done <laughs> you're telling me uh, you're telling me we, we should back up for a minute and you should explain to everybody that you just moved down to florida from new york where you were born and raised yes. so you're basically york, not just experiencing the amazing weather that we have but also the fact that your money goes a lot farther down here um yeah so i was basically living in 450 square feet and uh, i got three times that here for basically the same price that's amazing yeah and so I mean, you weren't living in manhattan although you did previously live in manhattan i lived in manhattan for six years and I was mo- lived in Queens prior to moving down here. The King of Queens here. The King of Queens. Um, <laughs> the and I went up there a couple times. I never saw your apartment. I saw it from the outside. I don't think you ever wanted to take me up there. You never wanted to come visit me. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's probably Jake not wanting to go inside. No, he, he did not want to come visit me. Um, I don't think I ever saw your other one too in Manhattan. I just I've had plenty of apartments in Manhattan. Well, I've, people I'd, in New York move all the time like it's no big deal. Oh my god! I think it's, it is the weirdest. How do you move thing. all that stuff? Like well, you don't if have, you have couches and stuff. They don't. They you go don't, mobile. They just yeah, don't take their yeah. stuff. Exactly. I mean, you don't have a lot of stuff. You don't have a lot of yeah. space to own a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've, I have a lot of friends and my sister also that lives in New York. And I've never seen so much moving constantly over and over again because they don't have all the furniture and stuff that we well, would have. Well, I'll tell you why. Well, you, had, like, you had a couch, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he has a few from what I I'm I didn't hearing. own the couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? But one of the main reasons is in order to live in Manhattan, you have to have roommates. And you never know when the roommates are going to either dissolve or you're going to decide <laughs> when are you going to live Man. by yourself or you need another roommate. So that's generally the reason why you move back. Do you think you'll ever move back there? Absolutely not. Do you think you'll ever move back, let's say, to Long Island? No. Wow. Do you think you'll ever move north again? No. Sounds like he's not leaving. I, you know what? I think I've par- I'm part of the problem. I'm importing the New Yorkers from there. Well, it's funny, Megan. You, you just mentioned that uh, I moved down from New York, and uh, I'd like to say that I was the first one, but that is oh, far yeah, from no, the no, truth. No. <laughs> yeah, my entire paternal side of my family would tell you otherwise. And I think everybody maybe York. in your apartment might be from New York, too. <laughs> Most people are. I mean, uh, especially down here in Palm Beach and stuff. I mean, I grew up my dad and his whole family. They're all down here now. Everybody's from, My dad's from Long Island. Yep. So... You were born here, though, right? I was born Your right dad here. Is from You're Long Island. I'm native. a Florida native, unlike you flow guys. Flow-grown. Flow grown. I am flow-grown. <laughs> flow grown. <laughs> Float finest, oh, I like man. to say. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stickers that, come, that are around. Have you seen them? They say flow-grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I'm not from here, but um, I'd like to say I've been planning my roots. My daughter's from here. Yeah. She's from here, um, which is really cool. So. Maybe she'll grow up to be just like me then. Uh, uh, here's, <laughs> here's to hoping. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's too funny. So the past actually, uh, we're going to be like old people here for a second. The past week has just been terrible for weather, right? It's it awful. really has been. Awful. And no, it's actually, for, for being sunny South Florida, it's actually rained every day for the past week. So I read a statistic the other day. It was based for Dade, Miami-Dade County, and it said that by December 5th of this year, it was already the third wettest yeah. December no on record in recorded history. Yeah. And that was only by December 5th. I think, yeah, by December, I was looking at this, not not that statistic, but like around the 5th or 6th, mm-hmm. we'd already had like four inches of rain, yeah. which is, is insane. And I it's mean, funny because... I was I, ready to pack up and leave. Like yeah. I was saying last week <laughs> on the podcast, I, had, I was in a wedding this weekend and my girlfriend was married this weekend and the weather was so terrible that everything had to be moved inside, of course. You know, every, it was an outdoor right. wedding. And she kept saying to me, she's like, we planned it in December so that it wouldn't rain. It's yeah. the most <laughs> expensive month of the year to get married in Florida. And it was horrible weather i mean you would have thought it was all it was nicer in august this yeah. year which is hurricane season i mean it's crazy it's just like literally just rain every season. and i get you hear the thing about seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. i think that's it yeah sads uh, um and it's i 100 percent like understand it because e like even towards like yesterday like the sun did not come out until like maybe the afternoon evening time was the first time in seven days i was thinking this is kind of bumming me out you know so everybody right now that's listening to this that has to shovel their driveways and is freezing is but you know, listening, thinking, God, I don't know, because like, growing up in Virginia, I mean, it was cold and I hated it like from December through March because it was just cold. So it's like, it, you know, maybe like 40s and 50s raining and overcast and stuff like that. But when it snowed, I always, you know, enjoyed that. Like it was always like something different. Like I liked snow. Now for somebody like you who sees a lot of snow more so than I did in Virginia. It's snow, Shoveled a is lot snow of snow. Just a pain <laughs> in, is it just a pain in the ass after, you know, 30 oh, yeah. Years? I mean, people like seeing it. It's good for the first day, but it really, even in Manhattan, what about, it is a, what about kids nuisance. in snow up there? I mean, cause obviously, you know, when it happened in Virginia, we always got like, kids snow aren't, snow aren't scraping their windshields of ice. Kids aren't, you know, trying to get out of the driveway in the snow. So, <laughs> You know, they could like it all they want until they grow up and they realize that uh, it's it's a nuisance and it's things going to work in the mornings. Oh, I always think about that, Have how you hard seen, it would be. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen snow I like twice ever. In Alaska? I no well, no, I saw you that. Did you see that? I, no, it wasn't really snowing in Alaska. It was summertime. Oh I God, saw it yeah. one time when I went to Colorado in April, it was still snowing and um, I saw it in a, in the summertime years ago when I was in Switzerland. Oh, so you've like never like played in it. No, and so it's funny. You never skied or no, snowboarded? No, nothing, nothing. But what's funny is this January I'm going to Telluride for um, my one of my best friends' his 30th birthday. You travel too much. I like to you, think you so. You travel too much. <laughs> we have to bring this down. That's why, that's because I'm a freelancer. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, quit your full-time salary job. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't you have anything better to so do? So I'm than freaking just out because I'm going to Telluride in January and it's going to be freezing and it's a ski trip and you, and you've never skied before. I've never skied. So my best friend, who's actually going to be meeting us out there as well, she was a ski instructor. She lives in Denver now, but she was a ski instructor in Breckenridge. So she brought when she was here for this wedding, all this ski stuff for me to borrow because I looked online, okay, I need to buy the jacket and the pants and all of that because I'm going to take, no, it's, it's not, not cheap, cheap at all. It's hundreds of dollars. Yes. I knew this is going to be an expensive trip going into it because I have to take ski school. Like I want to yep. learn. I want to try. So I'm looking online and it's like $600 for the jacket yep. and the long underwear. I mean, it is so expensive. Yep. So thankfully, I have people that I can borrow a lot of it from. But I was—I own nothing at all. I had to buy. So snow you were completely shocked. Completely shocked yeah. and totally freaked out. Like I don't even want to go anymore. I went to school in upstate New York. I will say that oh uh, if you love the winter and you love winter sports, then 
all for it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have an SUV. You know, a lot of my buddies upstate New York, they have SUVs. Mm -hmm. They get through the winters fine. If you love winter sports, then winter's for you and snow's for you. But I couldn't do it anymore. Um, yeah, people that do skiing, they don't do it one time around. They, uh, they no. generally do it. Well, yeah, it's an lot. investment. Yeah. You're $1,000 out. You're like, <laughs> yes. shit, I got to go skiing now. I love skiing, but if I could then just escape the, uh, the mountain and the snow <laughs> and the cold weather, like the next day, I would do it. It's, um, and it takes a lot of it out of you too. It's like a bit really big, yeah, I hear it's gonna um, be a lot. active type of thing. So I've been researching and practicing at the gym, like exercises Not to yeah. learn Nothing's how to ski. I'm trying my best. Like, I would say like maybe obviously, cause I don't have to preach to you cause you spend about three hours in the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, as somebody who did it and who's pretty active, I would say obviously your strength training is important too, but also like your endurance. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like going for, you know, maybe just go for a run. Oh once God. A uh, but like really, cause you're just gonna like, it's, I, it's, it's you're just gonna get beat up. Mm -hmm. So your strength, so your strength helps with that. But then also, if you want to last a little bit longer, you're like you're just some endurance training too. But I mean, but you're spending three hours at a gym, so that's endurance anyway. So I'm just looking forward to the opre ski part. The what? The opre ski part Wait, after where everybody opera? like a p r e s opre ski. What is? That's like after skiing when everybody goes to like the bars and stuff right at the bottom uh, of the mountain. This is like what you see like on yeah. like all those, you know, movies. Fancy movies. Fancy movies. And it's yeah. Colorado, so marijuana is legal there. <laughs> so I'm like really stoked for this trip basically for every reason other than the point of the trip. You could like just go there and get high and be like, I'm not going down. I'm already mountain. flying, dude. I'm, not doing I'm already it. flying. I'm, not doing it. I'm too scared. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, so, like everybody always likes. I wish you invested all your money into skis <laughs> and then just stayed at the bottom of the mountain. Just too stoned to ski. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Uh, this actually this is so funny. This reminds me of a story. Um, it's it's always like everybody always says. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but everybody's like they love my marijuana stories because I'm a terrible yeah, weed you're smoker. Yeah, the worst weed smoker. And ever. so I, this reminds me. It was it was in high school. And um, speaking of snow, we had a snow day in Virginia. And one of my best friends, I'm not going to name his name, I'm not going to put him out there, but one of my best friends who lived, you know, really close to me, uh, we decided that he was like, hey, he's like, you know, let's go, you know, play in the snow and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, what? I have this like, you know, disjoint that we could smoke. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now keep in mind, <laughs> this is like at 4.30 and like, and during, like during Virginia time and snow time, it's, we were talking about this yesterday. It gets like really dark. Yeah. It just gets really dark early, like 4.30, 5 o'clock or whatever. So, so we didn't have any, we didn't have any, um. <laughs> no school and my parents were like just getting home from work so I go over there and play so we, we're hanging out just doing stupid stuff and then we go in the barn and we decide that he's like all right let's light up a smoke so we smoke and literally <laughs> like the paranoia hits in immediately so we're sitting there and he's just kind of just like we're just like relaxing like all like in like our snow gear and stuff like that and what, what felt probably like for me like for three hours that we were in there it was literally maybe like five minutes <laughs> and so finally I'm, here I am just high I'm like I got to go. I got to go. I, I have to get home right now. I got to go. I got to go. He's like, hey, man, we're just hanging out right now. I was like, I got to go. So like I ran out of the shed. Like, I'm, running through this, I'm running through the snow. And I get home. Now, keep on. Now it's like 5 o'clock. So it's pitch black. So my parents are home. And like they're getting ready for dinner and stuff like that. And they're like... um. Like what are you doing? I'm like I, I just gotta go to I just gotta go go to my room real quick. So I go to the room and I take like all my cologne. And I spray it everywhere. Like, <laughs> I, spray it, I literally spray it in my mouth. I spray it everywhere I can. I turn the fan on and everything. And I lay down. And my my parents gonna be like, Hey, what's going on? What, what, what? I was like, I just really don't feel good. I'm just gonna go to sleep right now. So I, went to, I, I literally laid there for like four hours until I fell asleep. Oh my but god! So I just didn't want my parents to know that I was high. <laughs> Terrible. They should smoker. just police officers should just take you around to elementary schools for the dare project. 
Chang. <laughs> we're going to watch him. He's actually going to smoke weed and watch how <laughs> and crazy And you're going to show is. how not fun it is. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm the poster boy for like not how not fun it is. It's uh. terrible. I'm just a terrible weed smoker. Uh, maybe someday I'll share like my one or two good stories I have with it, but I have to do some soul searching for those. So. <laughs> um, good coffee, by the way, huh? Yeah. That's that Lucy's brew. Um, this is Lucy's brew. It's a very good coffee. Uh, we actually sold um, over a thousand bags last week. That's of awesome. Brew. Yeah. And it's still available, right? Still available. You can yeah. get it at the alternative daily.com slash coffee. Coffee. Yeah. And Ralph, we got a. Um, we got to redirect that to our new yeah. landing page. Okay? Yeah. Um, By the way, Ralph, after this, you have work to do. Yeah. Um, Thealternativedaily.com slash coffee. Let's redirect that, Ralph. Uh, and that's what this uh, this episode is brought to you by. Good Yay. old Lucy. Um, I have another Lucy story real quick. Um, just thinking about it. Was, uh, so yesterday, so when, because it was raining and it was storming and everything yesterday, Lucy kind of panics. What about the jacket? The yeah. thunder coat? I didn't even use it. I should have used it. So it's raining and storming. She's kind of freaking out. I should have put it on. I've completely forgotten. Um, and so, but she has like this weird thing. If it's raining, she's so scared, but she likes to be outside. And sometimes Maybe she just like kind of goes sit it. in the rain and stuff like that. So we had like, there was somebody, there was like a construction worker that had to come over the house or something like that. So we're doing stuff. And all of a sudden we get a call from the neighbors that Lucy's over there. So uh. she, I have a fence. I have everything that I need. She somehow, she gets so scared. And we used to live across the street um, with my sister for a couple months. So she always tries to go back over there when something happens. So we got a call. So we had to go pick her up. But, you know, Lucy's fine. Everybody, you know, Lucy's fine. She's, she's doing she's well. She's sunning herself right she's now. She's sunning herself. Sitting in the warm buttermilk sun right now. <laughs> she would hate New York. My sister's visiting right now from New York um, on a job that she's doing. So she's staying with Colin and I. And the other day we got together. It was the first time I saw her. And she'd come home from the job. And we were sitting out on my balcony. And it was about 5.30 or so. And I go, oh, doesn't it suck? Like, it's so beautiful. But don't you hate that it's getting dark so early? And she goes, I can't believe that it's still light out right now. In New York, it's like 3.30 and I had that conversation with Jake. Uh, My buddy uh, texted me a picture of the Empire State Building. And I texted him back a picture of Duffy's with it still being (laughs) light out. (laughs) Duffy's. You really sell Florida now. I uh, I got the Duffy's card before i got my license you getting all your points <laughs> that stuff pays off it, it, does. Does. <laughs> it does so we're gonna go from duffy's into a very heavy subject <laughs> um, so obviously there was some 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 major things happening in the past couple of weeks um and one of those was um you obviously had the paris attacks and then you had the san bernardino uh killings um and it always seems like as soon as this stuff comes up there's always um an uproar as there should be in some way about how things are handled, how can we stop these things, right? Um, and of course, the the one topic that always comes up is the i is the is the is the is the topic of of gun control. Um, and you know, there, it seems to be a very divisive issue. Um, I personally don't think it should be as divisive as it is. Um, but I wanted to take a few minutes today to kind of to talk about that um, because as we were doing this. Um, as we're kind of coming up with this this topic, uh, the San Bernardino shootings happened, and Susan Patterson, who's our main content editor, she wrote an excellent article, it was an excellent piece about you know the 21 takeaways that we can, 21 things, 21 takeaways from the San Bernardino shootings, and it was a very non-divisive type of article, and it got a lot of um, uh, views on Facebook, it got a lot of likes, 
and our, our, our audience responded pretty well to it. And the Alternative Daily um, uh, audience, we actually did a recent presidential poll, kind of like a um, you know, 2016 presidential poll, um, asked them who they would vote for, et cetera. Um, and one of those questions that we actually asked them was, uh, let me pull it up here real quick. Um, it was regarding gun control. Um, you know, should the government be involved with, you know, the registering of firearms as they are now, right? If you want to get a gun, you actually have to register it with, with the government. And I just kind of, it's, 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 it's something that's already on the table. And I wanted to know what people thought about that. And it was, um, it was right down the line, 50, 50 split, you know, it was, so there's definitely people think that, you know, the government should be less involved with firearms and there's people who, and there's in, in terms of our audience and there's people who 50% who thinks they should be in there. So when I see that, like a lot of people would say, run away, don't talk about gun, you know, gun control, don't talk about that thing, it's too divisive. Um, but, you know, as we've been doing some more content, uh, and we try and do it from a very non-biased perspective, we, we really try to be independent um, and also give an alternative viewpoint on it. Uh, this is... This is not a this is not a, a a democratic site. This is not a Republican site. If I had to say it's anything, you know, it's it's independent and it's you know let's let's come up with alternative solutions to problems that um, uh, we just haven't found an answer to yet. And so right now, I'd actually like to uh, uh, have Susan Patterson, who wrote that awesome article, um, join us. Uh, Susan, are you there? Hey, how are you? Hi, Susan. Yes. Susan. Susan. Hey, guys. Susan has been patiently waiting on hold for us right now, so I appreciate you <laughs> still being there and not falling asleep. Yeah, and by the way, you guys have no right to talk about like old people topics like weather when I'm like way older than all of you. Can I can I ask <laughs> how can I ask how young you are? I think Susan, Susan's twenty two. Susan how is young tw- I am. Susan I, tw- yeah, twenty two. Yeah. Twenty two. <laughs> uh, so Susan wrote that that wonderful article on the San Bernardino shootings, and I actually just I want to ask you real quickly, Susan. You know, what was your we had talked about what angle and or 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 how we actually wanted to approach it. But as you kind of sat down to write it, because I didn't say come up with these 21 things or anything. You kind of sat down and did your own own kind of like take on it. And as somebody, and we've, and I hope you don't mind me just saying this. I mean, you know, as somebody who's pretty much, um, I guess you could, I don't want to say pro-guns, but you're you're not anti-guns. Um, for somebody to, to, to write a, an article on that, you did a fantastic job from somebody who, um, who is, who, if you, it, it's written for people that were for gun control and people that were, f- or not against gun control. So I just want to ask you just real quickly in terms of like, what was your, you know, what was your thought process as you were kind of going through that article? So, you know, I thought, let's make this more about people as opposed to policy. Like that was the first starting place. Let's not argue uh, the policy, but let's let people look inside themselves to see how they react, right, to tragedies. And, you know, of course, the time of mourning is necessary and sadness, I can I that, but um, also caution people not to go in dangerous places with their feelings and their emotions, because um, even if we look right now, the extremists are dominating the debate about guns, and, and I really feel like this keeps us from having a grown-up conversation. We can't, we can't have it, so instead of letting the emotions um, overrule, then people needed to look within themselves and see what they could actually learn from these tragedies and how they could live life in a more mindful way. Well, that was sort of the take. No, that's absolutely awesome because a lot of people will say, I heard a lot of, I saw a lot of people on my Facebook and a lot of people had said, you know what, you know, I don't know what to say or I can't, you know what, what do we do now? And you know, from both sides, you know, and, and it's, and I, I think that 
and we'll get into this in a little bit, but there's, there's a lot of good stuff that's happening in this world, right? And this is a very tragic, terrible thing. Um, but I think that how you wrote it, which was, yes, you know, you might not know what to say, but here's 21 things that you can do now. And I'll just give you just a few of those because it was just a really, really good, good, well-written piece. Um, but as we were talking about just kind of being more mindful throughout the day and realizing, you know, that life is a gift and to tell yourself this daily, you know, what it's these are the, the small little things that you can do, which can just make a difference in your life and other people's. And here's a cool one, too, which was, you know, make future plans, lots of them. Um, you know, I'm all about, you know, living in the moment, living in the present and kind of being, you know, and, and trying to, to, to live your life now. But there is something to be said about saying, you know, hey, I'm going to go meet with my family, you know, next week and looking forward to that. Um, I think from just kind of a, a mindful approach, you don't attach to it. You don't. And if that doesn't happen, if you, if it doesn't happen, you, you, you can't let it ruin your life. Um, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with making plans as, you know, Megan was talking about going to Telluride and being a little snow bunny for the first time. <laughs> um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um don't be scared, overcome your fears, no matter what they are. Uh, I think that was absolutely excellent. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to say overcome your fears, but definitely that those are things that we need to do is, you know, I've done it in my life, Ralph, you know, it, uh, you know, Megan's done it. I mean, Ralph just moved down here, not really only annoying me and maybe even Megan, you know, there's something fearful about doing that. Um, and it was just a very, very, very good, um, very well-written piece. And I, I won't give you all 21 of them. Um, but it's just, and the last one I do want to leave though is, um, there's a few of them actually, which is a forgive daily, connect with nature and help those in need, um, which again, these are all things that we could do on a daily basis. And if more and more people did this, we would see less and less of the violent activity that we're seeing there. So uh, thank you. That was an excellent piece. And I appreciate you writing that. So the what I wanted to do, okay. though, was um, and we'll kind of. I'm gonna call us all out here, right? So I called out Susan and said she's she leans more towards having a um, I, I'll say pro gun. I don't know if there's a better um topic for it, you know, because because Susan's not necessarily let's say pro gun. It's not like she worships a gun, but she's <laughs> maybe for I guess we could say less for less gun control, and you know, and Ralph and Megan, um, how would you guys classify yourself? Um, I would classify myself as somebody that is for the Second Amendment, but definitely I believe that the laws that are in place now need some revision. Okay. Some examples, like I, I don't think that I, there's a problem with somebody wanting to arm themselves. My father has a concealed weapons permit and he has my entire life, but he doesn't have an assault rifle or an AK-47. So I think that there needs to be a balance between the kind of and weapons that we have access to and maybe a limit on how much you're able to purchase every year. And um, also I think that regulations such as, I know this is a big one that's coming out right now, like President Obama just spoke about the fact that if you're on the no-fly list, you can still go out and purchase right. a gun. Right. I'm not saying that, you know, some people are accidentally put on that or it's wrongful or it might not have anything to do with, um, you know, a mental health issue or whatnot. But I think that there needs to be some revisions into how we actually give people these guns and who we're giving them to. Right. And then, Mr. Ralph, where, where do you stand on no, that? No, I completely agree. Um, I will say one thing that you said before in regards to the registry. I don't think there is a registry right now, and that's the big debate. So um, I think we need a registry of uh, a government registry of who owns a gun. Um, at the end of the day, the government has all of our information. I mean, right. if you mm -hmm. don't like it, like it. It's I think not going that's something all, all, all four of us can agree on, that yeah. as you're texting something, somebody's probably reading that. Right, exactly. Right? I mean, I, I watched a documentary on Snowden and the, the lead up to Snowden and giving away those documents. At the end of the day, Obama didn't really do much to get rid of the policy in the, of the NSA. Right. So government knows what we're doing. Um, 
we already have restrictions on you know when we buy a, when we get a car and we got to register sure. a car and all that jazz it's why not do it with a gun i don't understand why we can't um but like and, let's, and said, let's be clear the two of you are not saying rip guns out of people's hands no, right? no. okay and I so will, i will premise that though i understand the second amendment i respect the second amendment um the foundation of the second amendment is there for a reason um, but let's not pretend that uh, a gun registry is not going to uh, let's not pretend that it's going to ruin everything if the government has a list of people who have guns. I mean, yeah. that's that's ridiculous. Ralph, you're, you're way more comfortable than you were than you. You're way more comfortable today than you were your first time. Look at you. I like it. It's uh, just the Florida weather. So, Susan, I, 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 I gave them kind of each a couple of minutes um, to kind of you know clarify their stance. Did you want to clarify anything on yours before we kind of get started in this in this discussion? No, I mean, I kind of agree, too. You know, I want sane law-abiding citizens to be able to defend themselves, um, you know, in whatever means necessary, so if that includes a martial arts class or a firearm. Um, but at the same time, I want our society, you know, as a whole to be able to defend itself from insane or, like, violent criminals. Right. Um, and actually, I look at the elected officials to enact laws to keep the crazies from getting their right. hands on guns. So that's... So, yeah, I think we're all sort of staying in the same... You're speaking the same language here, at least. Now, I was, I was, I saw this. Um, I keep my head on a swivel when it comes to news and everything. Uh, and recently, there was a, a Fox News host. I forget the lady's name. Um, as the start of her program, urged everyone to that they needed to protect themselves, go out and arm themselves, protect your family at all costs. You know, it's a different world now, etc. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not saying it, you know, verbatim. Um, you know, what about you know? Is that the right way? Is that the right way? And this goes into and. and I'll go into this. Um, it's a conversation that Susan and I had, which was, one, if you don't want to own a gun, should you own a gun? Well, I'll also say this, though, too. And we spoke about this last night. And statistically, right now, this year is one of the global uh, peaceful times that have happened within the last century. So for someone on Fox News to be saying that, statistically, she's wrong. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there are dangers out there, but there have been dangers out there for years and years and years. There's always wars going on, civil wars. There's always conflicts. Um, but right now, statistically, is one of the most global peaceful times uh, that's happening. So, you know, I don't appreciate her doing the, uh, the fear-mongering thing. I think uh, if you feel the need to defend yourself, do it responsibly. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, Megan, from your standpoint, you know, if somebody doesn't want to have a gun, um, you know, and you have somebody coming at you, not coming at you, but from a from a TV personality who's saying, you know, you need to protect yourself, you know, what what is somebody like you? Are you like, I don't want to say that you're, are you like on the table? Like, would you go out and buy a gun? Let me no, absolutely okay. not. So somebody like when she says that, you know, it's not going to make you say, you know what? I really need to go out and do this. No, I, I'm... In my opinion, as and I don't want to um, offend anyone out there. Again, my dad has a, a concealed weapon. I, in some ways, believe that when you have guns or when you have things like that, it almost more invites problems. So I believe that people, if they have a gun and something happens to them and somebody comes up to them, like if, if a guy tried to you know hurt me or something and I didn't have a gun, I maybe I wouldn't be able to fight back. But a well, lot of times people have guns and then well, they accidentally me, go off or they could get it taken away from them and get shot. So, so let so. me, I'm playing, I'm playing devil's advocate here too though. Let's say somebody does grab you. You're in a dark alley. Um, you don't have a gun on you. And for some magical reason, you could press a button where you could then have a gun 
to ward them off. Would you well, do that? Well, of course. But I, I mean, of course I would. I mean, if I thought my life was in danger, I would want one. But that doesn't necessarily mean I would feel comfortable just me personally right. with carrying a gun around all the time or having small children and having a gun in my home. That's mm-hmm. just for me personally how I feel about it, you know. Um, I don't carry a knife right now or mace or anything like that. Maybe that's considered reckless because I am a smaller size woman. But and I wouldn't be able to defend myself, but I just don't believe in I mean I could still kick Ralph's ass. I think yeah, yeah, I was about to say, if you went out a switchblade right now, I'd be really surprised. Um, could you imagine? Right. She starts playing with her knife at the table. And now now, now Susan <laughs> we um and this is a question that we had uh we and I were talking about again, you know, two days ago, which was all right, so you have somebody out there. I think we can all agree in, uh, that, you know, somebody like a, a TV personality urging people to get guns might not be the best, you know, the, the best source or, or your best resource to go get one. Can we, do we agree or disagree with that? Um, I, oh, no, I'm I mean, sorry. I was going to say, I don't necessarily sorry. agree with that. No, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> I would say I don't agree either. Right. Yeah. And so Susan, specifically for you, if so many people, so Megan's on the fence, like Megan's not on the fence. She's not going to get a gun. She's not going to get mace. She's not, maybe mace. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I haven't asked Ralph this, but for, for you, um, you know, if people are on the fence, I'm not saying you're on the fence, but so somebody is like kind of like, cause there is, there is a popular, it's not all anti and you know and for it there's a big population of people that like they don't know what to do right and so what about people that are on the fence and saying you know what should i get a gun like if somebody breaks in i'd like to have a gun to shoot them off you know or should i be carrying around around i don't know this is a different time you know what what's just i'm not i'm not obviously i'm not asking you susan to tell them what to do but how should somebody be looking at the resources and what they should what should they be looking at to make an educated decision for themselves whether to arm themselves or whether not to arm themselves that's the key, right? The word educated. And, and again, not acting out of emotion. That would be my, my first thing. I mean, I think everybody should have a choice whether to be armed, but I know a lot of people who I would never want to see a gun in their hand. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I think first is to know yourself. I mean, assess yourself, you know, and who am I and how scared am I of, of owning a firearm? Because, you know, so first of all, if you're scared, um, you know, it's, it's because of lack of education or, or lack of understanding. Right. Uh, so you're not the best person to own a firearm if you're scared to death of them. Um, chances are, you know, it's going to be either misused, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to be comfortable with it first off. And I think um, doing your research in terms of where you live, um, how scared are you every day to go out on the street? I mean, I live in a tiny little rural town in uh, the mountains of Arizona. I am, my door doesn't even lock. Right. I don't right. lock the door, you know. So for me, and I, you know, I don't carry a gun, but I know enough people that do um, that are around me pretty, you know, pretty commonly. It's just it's commonplace here. Now, Kids Susan, your your daughter, your daughter Sam, she does she carry a gun, or she she's very she's well round well well rounded on the firearms, right? She we all we all know how to use a gun and and have had safety training and and that sort of thing. And for the most part, we have them for if we go hiking or riding the horses out into you know millions of acres of forest that's here and so this isn't yeah, i mean really what do you do if like you're if you're hiking and a bear comes at you yeah that's different than right. walking so down that's the street that's why we carry that's 
Right. And that's why a lot of people here do, right? Like, just for that reason alone. No, right. I don't think there's anybody that lives in fear in this small little place we're in. Now, I mean, with that being said, you, you need to do your research. You know, where do I live? Why do I want one? Do I want one well, just because a TV personality told me I needed one? I mean, be really smart about it. Turn your TV off. Think about it for a little while. Talk to friends and family that may own guns. And, and for sure, if you're going to do it, get comfortable with it first. I mean, don't just go out and purchase a gun and say, okay, I have a gun now. I'm safe. That's a false sense of security. Right. I mean, just owning a gun doesn't give you any sense of security. Uh, you need to know how to use it, and you need to feel safe with it and, and you know, know the rules and the regulations and um, make sure everybody in your home is aware that you have it and that they also understand the rules. So, so I mean, I see, I see that as being most important. You know, the, um, I, <laughs> I have a, uh, I, it was like probably five or six years ago, maybe even like seven or eight, I got a spear, a spearfish, and so I got my first spear gun about like eight years ago. I remember when I got that thing and looking at it, like, I just remember looking at it being terrified. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> and so I, one of my friends had actually got it, um, Hobie, um, he, you know, we had, he had, he had done it before and, you know, I got mine. So went out with him. And so it's not like you can sit in your yard and just, you know, and just try and shoot things with it. Right. It's just <laughs> like, you got to actually get in the water cause it's the way it works. But that's what we that did was right. You know, we, <laughs> We went, you know, we went diving and, you know, we did a couple just like, you know, stray shots into the sand, making sure there's no like stingrays or not killing any, you know, innocent wildlife or whatever. But there's definitely the kind of like that, that initial, oh my God, what is this thing? Um, and you, of course, I did a, I looked at, a, there's no real, you could take maybe like a spearfishing class, but there wasn't really a lot available that I knew of back then. Um, but, you know, did a lot of videos, a lot of reading on it and everything like that. And so now I feel extremely comfortable with it. Of course, keeping up with it and the maintenance and everything. So, uh, but this brings up not so much the, the spearfishing thing, but uh, where you're talking about looking at like your life situation, right? And so I want to kind of lay out a couple, you know, examples to you, to both of you. If you live in a very high crime neighborhood, and something on top we're going to talk about later, which is in, uh, there was a shooting in Miami Beach. Um, let's say you live in a neighborhood. You're just, your life situation has you living in a very, uh, you know, a very crime ridden neighborhood and you can't get out right now. You can't sell your house. You just, you just, you're stuck. You're stuck there. You have to live in this house. Do you feel differently about owning a gun at that point? If you know that there's shootings going on every night, um, if you know that there's murders going on in your in your city every single night, and you know people around you have been you know getting robbed and all these terrible things, uh, do you both feel differently in that aspect of it? Yeah, I think that for me personally, then maybe I have a hard time imagining owning a gun right now because I don't live in an area like that. I don't right. feel the need to every time I leave my house defend myself or defend my property or my family members. So I think that maybe, yeah, I would be willing to concede to the idea that other people in worse off situations or situations completely different from mine, maybe I can understand, I can understand why they would want access to a firearm. For me personally, though, I have a bigger issue with the kinds of firearms that are out there and all of the different kinds that are available. Sure. Again, somebody owning a handgun so a woman my age can walk down safely down the street and keep a handgun in her purse is very different than the person that feels they need to defend their house with three assault rifles and an AK-47 and an Uzi and all this crazy shit. It's like, do you, what is the need for all of that? Thousands of rounds of ammunition. To me, I think there is, there's a big dichotomy between the kinds of people that are going out and just arming themselves like we're preparing for another war on our sure. home front and the people that maybe do need something for protection. Sure. So, Ralph, for you. 
Um, I'd like to stay open-minded. So if, if, if you feel the need to get a gun, um, I would also say uh, feel the need to also develop a good core community, social community, security uh, amongst your peers. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Um, guns don't always have to be the number one answer. You could also do something that, uh, that, uh, develops a sense of security within the community that does not involve guns. Right now we're just, right now we're just specifically talking about breaking. So there's some things, if you can, like, you know, Susan and I were talking about this too, you know, whether it's, you know, getting better windows, whether getting, you know, impact resistant windows, alarm systems, dogs, right? There, there's definitely things you can do to deter people. And right now, this specific topic, just to kind of, you know, make sure we're all clear, it's just, we're just talking right. about just break-ins because right. we're talking about the, the, the neighborhood. No, absolutely. But if you feel the need to get a gun, also feel the need to do other things that don't, doesn't involve guns to create that sense sure. of security. So let me ask you guys this. Um, so as, as, I don't know if um, Kate, uh, Kate, Megan still has a turkey. I don't know. Oh, um, a turkey in the oven. Um, but eventually, I don't have a turkey eventually, I think maybe you might have kids, right? Eventually. And, uh, and Ralph, I think Ralph, Ralph comes from a big family. Ralph wants, Ralph wants like 80 kids. No, not, no, no, um, no, I don't. I'm speaking for you and your future wife. You want 80 kids. Uh, so with kids at school. So there was obviously a very, very tragic thing that happened in, um, Newtown, Connecticut, Connecticut um, right? Sandy Hook. Yeah. yeah. And so you look at that situation, right? Do you feel as a parent, and I don't, I, I don't remember the exact, um, the exact specifics of it, uh, but as a parent, do you feel better that if there were a policeman on campus, you know, at, at all times, or let's say the headmaster or the head security guard or somebody is carrying a firearm. Well, you even mentioned uh, the debate whether the teachers should be carrying firearms. And I, I responded with, um, absolutely not. But if now, you why have, do you say no? If Kids don't need to be around teachers that have a concealed weapon. But to, uh, to create that sense of security, if you want to have or hire policemen or security guards that have weapons, then go for it that patrol the school and the campus. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say putting guns into every single teacher's hand is gonna def deter the problem. The, a security guard or five cops around campus or the school would have just as much of an effect without having, uh, uh, you know, little Miss Nancy, you know, teacher having to carry a gun around right. her waist. Jumping in for a moment though, there are police officers and security at every single college university in the country and there are shootings that happen at all of them right. so what would be the alternative things happen where there are armed guards but I, elementary at schools. Florida, yeah but i mean there are a lot of schools i mean it can happen anywhere i think the problem is it's about educating the masses and again i know that this is something that the gop pushes a lot and the republican party pushes a lot like education and more help with mental health issues and like, for example, there was a shooting um, a year and a half ago at Florida State University where I went to school at a library. At the li There are security guards at the library, right. and somebody still was able to get through all that and shoot people in the, in the library during finals week. And it happens in Oregon, that horrible shooting in that creative writing class where 10 kids were killed, 10 students. I mean, there are police officers and security. So unless we're going to have an armed guard sitting in front of every single classroom from grades preschool through college... Well, I don't even think that matters. I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate again. So if you look at a, at a college campus, it's more open, right? So, you know, so anybody can necessarily wander onto a college because it's so big, right? right? And so that's, and it's the, the, you know, the, the nature of it is it, it makes it that much harder for a college campus. But if you're thinking about like a little school like that, right, where it's very confined, 
Um, and there's ways to kind of, you know, if, if, if you're not on one hall, you can be on the other hall in literally 10 seconds. Um, do you think that there should be an armed person, uh, should be an armed person, you know, at least let's say preschools or elementary schools? But like you said, like, I'll I'll say this too. I mean, if you arm every single teacher, it it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stop the problem either. You know what I mean? I I get that. I get that. And also what's to keep the teacher from going nuts and just saying, screw it. Right. (laughs) I I 100% get that. So are you, for, are you, and Susan, we haven't brought Little you Joey's in. Little Joey's really annoying me right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wanted this. That's terrible, Ralph. Uh, so Susan, what's your take on it from a school standpoint of having somebody, um, you know, armed at, at a school system? I mean, I just go back to the same thing I said earlier. It's a bad decision to put guns in the hands of non-trained people. Yes, and, absolutely. you know, if, I mean, that, we have to just rest on that. And if, you know, so we have to use that as a qualifier when we're talking about this, but um, I'm, I'm fine with a teacher or um, um, several people in a school, depending on the size of the school and the, and the accessibility of classrooms, et cetera, um, carrying a gun. Uh, and do, but do you make it mandatory? What if a teacher, you know? Uh, no, no, yeah, no, exactly. I think there should be a choice. But yep. I mean, I also think that, I also think that if, again, these people are trained, they, they know how to use it. Um, it's a tool, right? And like any other tool in the, in the hands of the wrong people, um, it, it becomes very, very bad. Uh, but in the, in the hands of the right people, um, you know, it, it could be something that could be the difference between uh, a terrible tragedy happening and, and not. I think so. that this, when something terrible happens, like San Bernardino or Newton, Newtown or anything like that, we sometimes forget that that is just one small incident while there are millions and millions of law-abiding citizens that do just collect guns and do just own them for their own right. personal use. And so it's it's difficult because you, what the debate is, it's like there you have to, or people want there to be a very hard line. Either we have to get rid of all, exactly. all guns or everybody can just have whatever they want. And I think that what we're seeing, which is why it is such a difficult topic and something so controversial in government is, we can't i don't think and we're i don't think we're ever going to be able to draw a hard line it's, nobody's ever going to be happy with it mm-hmm. because unfortunately there are a lot of people that just want to go out one of my best friends he's he's very very conservative his brother likes to collect guns he does a lot of hunting he has a huge crazy safe in their in his home that he shares with his wife and you know keeps everything locked up and he doesn't like the idea of not being able to go out and buy right. what he wants and use what he wants and sure he can joke and say oh you know I want to arm myself and defend myself I mean nobody's coming at him where he's going to need an assault rifle and a hunting rifle and all this stuff but for him he feels like he should be able to decide what he wants to do with it and so I think the problem is there are so many good people out there that should be able to have guns and should be able to keep them and do what they want with them the problem is we forget that these incidents that happen, it's, it really is a small, small, small percentage of people mm-hmm. yeah. that mm-hmm. do these things. You know, I mean, it's like are we mm-hmm. should. And that's where sometimes I tend to go more on the conservative side because there's a lot of people that get in car accidents, but we still drive cars. I was thinking a, about the exact same thing. A lot of people that, you know, drive drunk, but alcohol isn't, you know, illegal at place. It, you know, it's illegal to drink Everyone's and drive. Gonna, uh, right. I was thinking about the exact same thing when I was coming back from my run, which was I was looking at the cars go by, which is. You know, somebody gets killed every day in a oh, car. Tons and, of people and do. Especially, you know, the, the drunk driving. You know, it's illegal. You cannot, you, you cannot drive drunk, but people still do. So let's just say, <laughs> and so let's just say, bam. All right, all guns uh, are outlawed. Everybody has to give them back. By the way, I don't think that could ever happen. But let's just say everybody has, you know, nobody can have them. 
pe- where do they go, right? They don't disappear disappear into oblivion. People are still going to find ways. Heroin is still illegal, right? Mm-hmm. But people still find ways to get it, correct? Right. And so, you know, I think the... Um, I was talking to somebody the other day who, who, you know, who believed that, you know, nobody, like, I can't get one, you can't get one, that type of deal. Is that realistic? Is it in the United States? Let's just talk about the, I'm not talking about Japan, I'm not talking about China, I'm not talking about Australia. Given our current constitution with the Second Amendment, is it, is it realistic to think that, you know, there's going to be extremely strict gun control? No, I don't think it's going to happen. It's never going to happen. I will say this. Um, it's such a, an, a popular issue when the next time something like this happens again, it's going to be all over the media because they know the viewers are going to tune in. So every single time this happens until um, the media is going to focus on it, um, it's a hot topic right now. So let me, so So just because it's in on CNN or doesn't necessarily mean there's a growing increase of gun violence going on in the country. Um, I will also say this Um, going to school in upstate New York, there are a lot of people that love their guns, obviously, like Megan said. <laughs> I'm willing to let anyone buy any gun they want as long as it, there's a registry. The, 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 the issue of the government is going to come after our guns is so out of control right. and crazy to me. Sorry, like, I'll, I'll let you get whatever you want. Just let the government dictate, dictate if you're crazy, you're not going to get a gun. You know, because there's so many law abiding. Is that your policy? Yeah, 100%. I, I'd actually Russo write that 2016. in law. That's the name of the law right there. Russo 20, but, but if you're here, crazy, but don't get a thing, gun. And here's the thing. And, and the reason why I, I don't necessarily know if I like or dislike that idea. Which I, means he doesn't like no, 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 it. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I like the, I like the process of that idea, which is that you are trying to find middle ground. Yes. You're not drawing a hard line. And the left draws a hard line, the right draws a hard line, and guess what happens? We're where we're at now. So if there's, it, there definitely, there needs to be meeting in the middle. There yes. needs to be say, you know what? Okay, we're never going to agree on both of our hard lines, but you want your guns, go get them. But here's where you have to give a little, and here's where I have to 100%. give a little. In a perfect world, but that's not what government is. That's why that not our government. political parties are hard not lines. Right, political parties are hard lines. That's why, you know, when you go to vote, you're like, well, maybe I don't agree with everything, but they seem better than the other guy, and you have to take a hard line. I just don't see that happening, I think that I think that, that can, I think that that can be solved easier than saying, get rid of the guns type of deal. I think because there's definitely a voice, as we're seeing now, as we're seeing with Donald Trump, you know, there's a, there's a, is you know, we'll talk about his stuff in a bit, but there's definitely a voice of people who, who, who just don't go with the, you know, regular right and with the regular left. Now, I, I think that there's a, a lot of, and I'm not saying the people that follow him are, you know, in the center, et cetera, uh, but it's like a different voice. I think there's a lot of people, if you had to label them, which is terrible, is more like center, is more central and saying, you know what, we don't agree with you know the far right lines or the far left lines like here's just here's what's realistic and let's and let's do that and so you know i i have a note here and a question which is you know extremely divisive rhetoric will not solve this problem or others there will always be half of the country who does not agree with you so when these politicians are out there you know they're saying this is what we need to do we need to bring it back to conservative values well i'm sorry because there's 50 percent there's half of the other country that's saying no i can't so why can't that pu- that that person who's saying everyone needs to come back to conservative values open it up a bit you know is it a problem with the primary season um you know why don't these politicians keep and keep that in mind while running for president because they have to draw a hard line because that's that's how the parties are why do they have to draw a hard line 
Because the people that are in the middle, how many people are running for office that you see, or even currently on people that are potentially going to be on the ticket, that are really going in the middle? You lose that way. You lose that you, way. You and don't get exactly. here. But, here, but, yeah. here's, but why do they do that? And this is the nature cater of Cater to the base. Is it cater to the base for the primaries? For the primaries. And then for the general election, they get back towards the middle. Now, how do we yeah. get rid of that? How you don't. Okay. You guys are just, this is very, this is terrible. You're ruining my optimistic. I love, I love politics. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the only way to proceed. There is a political game out there that everyone has to play. Um, who, who are running that, for but office. what if that game is leading us to where we are now? And the only way it change changes is the general public who have the, um, the, the power of voting. Um, I don't want to say educates themselves, absolutely not, but becomes aware of it. You know, it's it's in the voters' hands to change the way the game works. Well, here, but no, not necessarily, because if you look at it in some states, I don't know if I think Florida's like it or whatever. If you're a registered Republican, you are the only one that can vote in the Republican primary, right? Yeah. In some states, you can actually vote in whatever primary you want. Right. But where I'm getting at is it's it's not so much politics. It's not so much you know, the primaries, the problem is actually in a two-party system. Where, where, the, where, the two, where the two parties hold the majority. Correct, but what's and the because, good alternative? Well, no, there's a good... And I don't want to say... It's easy to say it's independent, but there's still... Like, I know a lot of... I have a lot of conservative friends. I have a lot of liberal friends, right? And there's your fringe conservative people who are just crazy, right? You know, they're just way out there. And you have people in more central where you can have a conversation like this. And the same thing on the left side. You have people that are just so crazy. They want the government involved in everything. You can't say this. You can't say that. You're going to piss people off. But then you have people who can have conversations like this. I think, this is just me being the optimist too. I think that, you know, as the human race, we're evolving. And there's more of the people that are in more of the center. And if there can be a voice of the center and not a voice of the middle class, this is, this is exactly what's wrong is they all say, I'm the voice of the middle class. I'm the voice of the lower class. I'm the voice of this. No, we need to look at it differently. Who's the voice of like the center? Who is, who is just like the, the normal voice? And there needs to be a way that that can come up and, 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 and flower. And, and you're shaking your head like that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like that would be me. Okay, I'm ready, guys. I'll do this. <laughs> you be our person. Um, you know, Susan, you know, we talked about this a lot in terms of the, uh, uh, the polarization of having those, the, those two parties. You know, what, from your standpoint, you know, uh, what, what can you see be done? I will that was start for Susan. Yeah. Okay, go on, Susan. Sorry. <laughs> I'm staring at the ceiling thinking. No, you know, po- politics is, is a... There's a lot of money in politics. politics is a place, yeah, politics is a place I don't like to go. I'm like a firm believer in... Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Nature. Yeah, you can. I'm a firm believer in human nature not being um, innately good. That's a huge statement right. for me to say, but I'm going to say that. So um, I don't think that this really global, but I don't think that any kind of system that operates um, even similar to the premise that we operate it now. I mean, we look, look, at, look at history, and I think if we go back to the way it was originally, there were many good things we can, we can learn from um, a two-party system. And I mean, Jake, you're saying have a one-party? Is that what you're No, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, the two-party um, you know, two system worked for a couple hundred years, right? It, it, right. It worked. Right. But now I think as as a, as a human nature, we've evolved where what 
and I'm not saying I'm going like I don't want people to construe this into you know going against the Constitution. But what was written or what, how it worked two or three hundred years ago, yeah, it's it's a different time now. It's a different world. Um, you know, even up until about twenty years ago, twenty thirty years ago, there were you know President Reagan was you know friends with people across the aisle. They were shaking hands across the aisle. That you know that was that's that's how things worked and got done. And you know and were the good old times, right? Um, but now with the polarization of how it is, I think there's no better time for there to be, you know, I, I hate to say reaching across the aisle cause I think just like the both sides are just so bought off by lobbyists and money, but I think that there, there's, there's going to be an uprising, a movement. And it, I don't think it's going to happen this election cycle, but I think what's going to happen are people who are actually going to say, you know what, this is just way too crazy. We need to have a good brain trust of like-minded individuals who can say, you know what, we, you're given a little bit by saying, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm giving you a little on this side. I'm giving you a little on this side. If you just take my, you know, if, if you, um, you know, take this, you know, this idea, whatever, but there's going to be more of a rising of just logical thinking. I will say this. You said it's not going to yeah. happen in this election, but it's happening. Trump is the Republican nominee, a person without any political experience. No, you're People right. You're, are you're right. Pissed right. and don't want a politician. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you know, um, I could come out right now and right. I have no problem saying that, you know, I'm not voting for Trump. I have no problem saying that. But yet I completely um, he had, agree with people's uh, uh, anger toward, in, the, in, the, in the Republican Party towards political, their political nominees. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I want to see, you know, Rubio succeed personally, but Trump people are just angry angry at right. politicians and he had he had a very good opportunity to yes. be non-divisive right he had a very good opportunity to be non-divisive and i think that's where he a little bit tripped up a little bit but you know i mean i i completely get the whole um why people are voting for trump i completely get it i understand it people are annoyed that being said um i will say that <laughs> People also have to understand that uh, when politicians promise certain things, you have to understand whether it's feasible or not feasible. Right. Um, that's why also people are annoyed is because you, uh, po- politician XYZ, you said you were going to do this, that, and the other thing. You're not doing it. Well, when they make promises, you have to understand whether it's feasible or not feasible because right. some of these we're promises talking- are, are just not possible right. in the political spectrum. Absolutely. It's just not possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We even talked about that. For education too, right? Right. Voters need to know. I mean, they need to understand who it is they're supporting, and they need to understand the allegiance to the party as well. You know, there's, um, there's so right. Yes. That. There's a there's a good uh, there's a good quiz that I took. I think it's um oh, I forget. It's like where I stand dot com or who I stand I stand right. for I stand with dot com mm-hmm. I think I stand with dot com and um, it gives you if you actually it just talks about just literally gives you issues and you answer them answer them and it shows like who is more in line with you which is, right. it's, a, it's not it's not terrible um, oh, it aligns the politician to what your mm-hmm. thoughts are yeah mm-hmm. that's interesting I'll take what that. L- l- all right one last question regarding regarding the guns Megan is the is the you know what? I'm going with Susan on this one. So I'm <laughs> with Susan. It's a really smart question. <laughs> with a, with a, Megan, Susan, um, is the world a, yes. is the world? And I, don't, I actually won't, I won't say world. Is the nation a safer place if every single person owned a gun? No. Okay. Megan. I mean, I, oh, good, Susan. No, I, I say no. That's just no. I was going to expand on it, but I please don't expand know on it. Please, no, go for it. Humans. I mean. 
you know, humans bent on killing will always find a way to kill, right? Absolutely. Take, I mean, if you're just wrapping all this up, you take, you make total gun, nobody has a gun, look at prohibition, look at history. That didn't work, did it? Right, um, right. So, I mean, my final two cents, in a utopian world, nobody needs a gun. We don't live there. Right? That's not here, that's not now. Um, and you can't say everybody having a gun is going to make it safer, um, again, unless everybody knows how to use it and feels, you know, capable using it. So, for me, you know, let's look at things like better mental care, prevention, poverty, education, control over illegal immigration, and all the other things that can help improve us as a culture, as opposed to looking at the gun. Very, I like it, Susan. Thank you. Uh, Megan. I agree with that in the sense that if every single person had a gun, can you imagine how many more shooting deaths there would be? How many more disputes there would be where somebody would just be, feel the need to reach out, mm-hmm. pull their gun out and shoot somebody right. in a car? I mean, if I had a gun, do you know how many people I would probably want to kill when I'm driving on the highway up to be here, <laughs> up to do this podcast? I want to say that. You it's know? Bad. No, but it's true. I mean, I think that I believe, and this she's is just She's playing me, with her switchblade right I, now. <laughs> she says that. I'm like, <laughs> I believe that just personally, while they are, you know, it's a personal issue, I think that guns invite problems. And if more people have guns, it's just more problems. We, so we have, have ultra-liberal um, Megan stance on that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I guess I think they have a, a roundabout of, um, of different uh, feelings on here. This is good. This is really good. Uh, Ralph. Uh, I, I, no, definitely not. But I will say this. Um, the interesting thing is how many people would scream defense be like, I shot this guy. Stand because, your ground. Yeah. That's yeah. what we exactly. do here in Florida. Stand your ground. <laughs> I felt threatened. You know, that's such a loose, <laughs> loose interpretation. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's a way to live, right? In terms of, and I go back to that person who said, you know, arm yourselves, arm your family, arm everything you got right now. That's just not a way to live, right? But if you do it responsibly, I have no problem with it. hundred percent, right? And so I... I'll wrap up that that, that conversation. Uh, but I, there was a bigger method of my madness with having this conversation, which was we had people from different um, uh, uh, political backgrounds um, on this and giving their opinion, giving their talk. And look, we're not sitting here screaming at each other. I didn't have to mute. Any, I didn't have to mute Ralph. I didn't have to. Uh, I didn't have to mute Megan. I would have loved to just do this, have Megan talk and say something, Megan. <laughs> so, anyways, and just bring her right. down and just go just like that. <laughs> I would. That'd been great, but we didn't have to do that. So. Um, the whole point is this is the way that I do think things can get done. Uh, I do disagree with, with Susan and, you know, and, with, and Kate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, Kate's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Kate who works for us. And I, I love her. That's, that's, no. um, but it's a way to have a conversation where we can evolve humanity forward in a, in a very, very positive way. And I think that if more politicians, if, more people too. Just when you're get what you, whatever you're getting from MSNBC or Fox News or Huffington Post, you know what? You just need to have a very respectful conversation and you need to be open to other ideas. Um, but you know, I'm not saying back off of your uh, principles, but you just need to have responsible, respectful, um, fair conversations, and that's how things are going to happen. And that's exactly what we did here. So congratulations to all of you. We're all adults. Yay. Yeah. We're all adults. Great. Yes. <laughs> um, Susan, I have one more topic that we're going to do, um, and I want to keep you on here for this one too. Okay. Um, Megan, okay. I know you wanted to talk about one, but we might have to save it to next oh, week. Okay, that's fine. Um, so. <laughs> oh no. Yes, we oh, know where no. I'm going with this. Susan, I'm sorry. So I Ralph, say that right so now. Ralph just moved. Let me just kind of go for a segue song. Yeah, we're gonna bring it down. We, we, we went hard for it. We're gonna lighten the mood. Okay, so we went out. I went out to dinner with Ralph, one of my favorite restaurants. I took Ralph to, and um, where we were having fresh fish. And Ralph just moved down here, 
And Ralph was explaining to me that he's like, yeah, I know you're going to get mad at me, but he's like, <laughs> Susan, went, I'm sorry. I, I went to Walmart to get some, to get some fish. And I was no, like, no, 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 no. I said, I went to Walmart to pick up some things for the apartment. And I was like, oh, wow. Walmart has sells food here. Yes. And then, uh, and I stopped him immediately and said, I was like, what? No, 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 no. That's where you go wrong. Just by going to Walmart. Um, I, I've been busy with my move. I didn't want to go shopping anymore. Do you know there's other places I, closer than Walmart to where you live? I was I was there. I was there. I was Target just like, is this, closer. This is going to stink, but I'm, I'm so done with this right now. I will get anything at Walmart and uh, go on. Okay. So Ralph, Ralph goes um, and I bought, he's like, and I bought five pounds of, yeah, five yeah. pounds of frozen tilapia. And he was like, I knew it was probably not a good idea when I was buying it, but here's what Ralph did. Ralph bought it. Went home and was like, let me just kind of look it up. And actually looked and watched and watched documentaries. Spent an hour and a half just I'm really disappointed in myself <laughs> as I'm watching this stuff. And I'm like, well, I learned something new. However, like this is just not it's right. It's one of the <laughs> worst fish that you, I, fish quote unquote that you can buy. So Ralph, what what did you learn about the the wonderful? Because here's what happens to me: is like I have a lot of friends who's like they know I'm kind of like into healthy eating and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I have some fish too. I had some tilapia. Got it. So good. It's just not good. Well, the the two main points that you know I learned was uh, basically a majority of it comes from farms in in China. And number two is the carbon monoxide uh, uh, treatment. Uh, the carbon monoxide treatment is specifically so that the fish doesn't lose its color while it's being shipped over to the United States. The Ugh. funny thing about that is that Europe outlaws the treatment. So does China. So China performs the treatment for products and companies in the U.S. as they distribute uh, you know, tilapia to, to us. Won't even China serve it to their own people. Wouldn't even serve it to their wow. own people. China has outlawed the practice of carbon monoxide treatment to make sure that the fish looks good. It's so bad. Okay. Um, on top of that, I can't even imagine what these fish farms in China oh. are feeding the fish. I can't even imagine. So Susan once told me, <laughs> she's my nutritionist, <laughs> and uh, she's probably like rolling her eyes. Um, she's like, uh, you are what your food eats. And I'm nice. looking at myself and I'm just like, I'm a piece shaking. of shit. Yeah, I am exactly. a piece of shit. I literally, I am eating <laughs> crap right now. And between the China food farms, the, uh, the carbon monoxide treatments that China won't even serve to their own citizens. And then I basically got five pounds of tilapia for under $3 a pound. And I was like, oh, this God. is so wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> but what's funny is so many people don't even realize that. Like you said, I mean, I was telling you guys earlier, I was at um, a restaurant. It's like a fake yuppie health food place. <laughs> I don't even like it, but I was meeting some friends there. I had to take an Instagram there yeah. and selfie. <laughs> it's probably on the all daily Instagram. And um, one of the guys that I was with, he ordered a wrap and it was it had tilapia it was like a healthy wrap everything in it sounded great except for the tilapia right. and he was like i think i'm gonna get this you know whatever and before the waitress came over i was like please do not eat this food do not order tilapia ever it is the worst thing that you can eat and he's like yeah but they have it on the menu here this is a health food place i'm like no 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 no. Right. do not eat it 
so many restaurants still serve tilapia. I know. It's it's because, you know, a lot of people, because there's been a big fish movement in the past couple of years. You You're know, better it's, off it's eating healthy. five pounds of bacon in one sitting. <laughs> and the reason also, but they say like, you are, it's the worst kind of fat. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so Susan, so Susan, we've written a lot about a tilapia on there. Um, do you have anything you want to share regarding Ralph's favorite, you yell at now right now? non-favorite fish? First of all, Ralph, I'm like totally sad right now. Don't be sad. But we'll talk. We're going to, we're going to talk later. All right. Listen, oh, listen, trouble. I'm going to video that decision that you made. I'm going to videotape myself throwing out all of the fish into the garbage. You still haven't thrown okay, it you, away? It's you, sitting in my freezer. No, here's what you do. Here's what you... Oh, I was going to say. Here, the bright I'm side... I'm going to use it as bait, but then, you know, the fish that's going to eat yeah. the bait... You could use no, it as bait. that's not responsible, Jake. Oh. <laughs> so, you're, wait, Susan, you're telling me it's the, really bad the, the responsible thing is just to throw it out. It is. It really oh is. God. Like Okay, so the big thing with it is right what Ralph said. Again, you, you, you are what your food eats. Right, you need to understand where it's coming from. But you know the the really the really um, terrible thing about the tilapia is like it's got a really bad omega three omega six ratio. Right, and that's so what's, that's what Megan's looking at now. Crap, it's it's actually inflammatory. So oh, yeah. you know, we talk about inflammation on the alternative daily all the time, and what we can eat, and what we can do to reduce inflammation, the silent killer in our body. So don't eat tilapia if you're looking to reduce inflammation because it's just. It doesn't have the right uh, balance, and it will not help to repair any you know, damaged body tissues. And, and anyway, the story goes on. So it's really, really pro-inflammatory. Can I just say that there is a bright side? Did you fry it? Maybe. I mean, no. if you're going to do no, it, just, no, eat, no, just no, fry no. it up. Susan, I, I went home, yeah. and I educated myself. That that's the lesson. He's crying. He's crying. He's getting right all now. choked. I'm, I'm a little. I'm I'm, re, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to to, to my call later with Susan. <laughs> no, no, it's not gonna. This, we should actually. We should actually record it. It would be a good learning lesson. <laughs> but I did go home and I and I researched it and I realized how bad of a decision it was. Um, and good, and good. so it's a good it's a it's a good story. It's not a bad That's one. Good. So some I'm better choices. Oh, some <laughs> some better choices other than tilapia. You could try wild Alaskan salmon, Alaskan cod. Yeah. You could do mackerel, mm-hmm. bass, sardines, trout, flounder. So here's what I told Basically you. anything. <laughs> anything <laughs> else. Octopus. <laughs> Sand fleas, jellyfish, <laughs> seaweed. Uh, actually, I told you because down here we have a ton of seafood and ton of fresh, locally caught fish. I told me you can't go wrong with dolphin. Other people call it mahi. Um, you have snapper, grouper, grouper. hogfish in the keys hog is my fish favorite. Is so delicious. Alligator. You're, yeah. you're down there, fry Remember, that I up. made you eat the lazy gator yep. at that night. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, so Ralph is now sworn off um, tilapia. Are you going to eat it? Or are you gonna no, do? no, I'm throwing it out. Susan, says she, Susan, who's a very sustainable living person, is telling you to throw this out. I want. Yeah, it. yeah I, I, I want to throw. She it doesn't out. even want you composting it. No. She's just like, get <laughs> that no, shit out. No. Do not put that in the earth. <laughs> Don't even use it for Don't even put it in your garden. Now. Do not put that in any animal's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's so funny. Don't even use it for bait. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. No, but I will throw it out. I, I want to throw it out. I mean, it's uh, when I did that research, I was like, oh my god. And then they say like seventy percent of the nation's tilapia comes from China, and you can't aff- avoid it. And then they don't even feed right. it to their people. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. Awesome. Well, that's gonna do it. Look, look at that. Two hard-hitting topics. Yeah. Gun control and Look tilapia. At us, guys. Uh, I'm a student in the game, and I'm still learning, people. Student of the game. Um, Megan, 
Where can everybody find it? At? Well, if you like this podcast and you want to listen to others, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, if you're there, give us a rating. We would love, love, love to hear what you guys think. We are also available on soundcloud.com and you can download the podcast directly at thealternativedaily.com. If you're on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Awesome. And where can they get coffee from? And if you want to be as jacked up as we are now, <laughs> I am always so hyper and sweating every time I leave here. We're inside today. I know. I sweat every time. You can pick up a bag of Lucy's Brew. Remember that it is fair trade, organic, medium roast coffee. And the cool thing about it is each bag is roasted per order. So it's not just sitting on a shelf somewhere getting stale. And that's at www.thealternativedaily.com slash coffee who says www anymore <laughs> here we are we're talking about weather and how http did you get that email awesome susan thank you so much for joining us Bye, all the way susan, across we love the you. nation awesome hey well, thanks guys ralph we'll have anything else you want to talk about i want to i want to say thank you to jake <laughs> for not having a pop quiz this time i know i was so nervous i was like we're definitely getting quizzed i'm googling like what the 50 states are <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, thank you, everybody. Um, it's been a pleasure, and we'll be back next, next week. Sounds good. Bye. We just keep going with it, Ralph. <laughs> and Megan does a clap. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.